I, I, I think with Pal- with Israel and Palestine, I think um, it's a very complex problem. We have a friend that is Palestinian. Um, and I think that I'll speak for both of us, totally condemn Hamas. Mm-hmm. Hamas is not the Palestinians. Yeah. Like they are not the population. So, um, and we have, we've talked about this without recording it, but I will say that at some level there, there are atrocities on both sides. Um, not for not a foreign policy expert, but I, I do study history and this is not a new problem, but we also want to remember that, you know, there, there are innocent people that are being, that were recently killed in Israel and that are continuously killed in the West bank and continuously killed in Gaza. So, you know, with that, I, I would ask that people try to like not pick a side on this. We want I would I would hope people want justice and to remove a terrorist organization, but we we can't forget about the innocent people. I watched I saw something the other day, and it, that's why I'm saying this now. I watched a mom try to wake up her dead child in Gaza Strip, and as a parent, I, I can't imagine what that's like, and it just it broke my heart to see that. So you know, hopefully people are. are um, thinking about the the innocent people, not just the Israeli government and Hamas. So I would fault the Israeli government. I would fault Hamas. The people are, they should be considered innocent. The hostages should be released. And I think the conversation is complex, but uh, doesn't make me an anti-Semite to say we shouldn't kill innocent people in the Gaza Strip. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thought on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have a lot to add cause I think you, you basically hit on everything that I think has been kind of swirling around in my brain about this. Um, there's no excuse for the loss of innocent life like this um, anywhere and under any circumstances. And I think the most important thing is to figure out if it's possible for us to put a stop to this now and then work towards some sort of future. But it's it's like you said, it is extremely complex. It's not something that you're just going to walk in and tell everybody to play nice and that, you know, that that's going to work. Um, I... Like you said, I'm not a foreign policy expert. I do not have a solution for this, but um, it is absolutely heartbreaking to see, you know, the scenes from October 7th and then everything that's followed and really everything that happened before that. You know, this isn't like you said, this isn't new. This isn't some new conflict. Um, This is just the latest devastation. And. I don't know. In a lot of ways, it just feels like the rest of the world is kind of sitting back and watching, you know? My uh, wife showed me a TikTok that actually showed that a uh, guy, you know, the rest of the world eating popcorn while Israel and Palestine are fighting. I'm not trying to cut you off, but I, I think that, number one, what's sad to me is that um, people are making opinions and they, they don't understand the subject matter. And I can say that I'm familiar with the subject matter, but I'm not an expert, nor am I a person of those lands. So I, I can't speak so full throated that I, you know, like I have a, a strong opinion. Um, but but it is sad. It, it's 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 crippling to watch. Um, it's crippling to watch the media try to figure out how to have a objective conversation now. And that's annoying. Um, so, and to watch the the fact that there's no room for any nuance in this conversation, right? The moment that you're like these poor Palestinian innocent lives, and they're like, "Oh, so you support Hamas, right?" Or if you're like, 
you know, wow, what happened on October 7th was absolutely barbaric. Oh, so you're okay with the bombing of innocent lives in Gaza? Like, um, no, they can both be terrible things. Like, right. we can acknowledge, like you said, that the Israeli government has made horrible decisions, that Hamas has inflicted unending pain. Like, these are... Those are facts. Two, these are facts. These are two groups that hate each other and are willing to massacre, you know, thousands of innocent lives to prove that they fucking hate each other. Right. And the fact that we can't separate the difference between the, the civilians that live in these areas and the, the government groups or the terrorist groups that basically lord over them, it's, you know... Innocent Israelis and innocent Palestinians neither deserve to die. Right. So that is the Chris and Andre take. And we are not anti-Semites. We are not trying to eradicate Palestinians. Um, but that I, I would love to see that voice be heard more than what the, you know, the two different sides of a, a, that aren't even trying to solve a problem, you know, um, it, it, it breaks my heart and it, it, I struggle with trying to understand the angle of the media when it comes to this situation. I struggle when it comes to, uh, our government's, um, unending support of the government of Israel when they're making mistakes, um, or they potentially can make more mistakes. It, it also ties into my next thought. So, um, uh, so I, I've, I've struggled with this for a while and, and it's been like one of those things where, uh, it boils down to this. I, I'm not an American Christian. I'm not a Christian at all. I think that's a, it, it's a, it's a stupid group to be a part of. Um, but it has nothing to do with my faith in God. And this it's like really kicking it off with a bang here. <laughs> I'm not a Christian. That's a stupid part of a group to be a part of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> subtle. <laughs> Here's why. Uh, something I've been thinking about. Uh, there, there's a couple parts to this. So there, there's always constantly this argument of free will and uh, the Judeo-Christian faith. Right. And I personally don't believe in free will. Um, here's why. If you are trying to live a, a life that reflects your belief in God, all of your decisions are based on things that, and they should be based on things that would align with that. So you're, you're abdicating your ability to have free will in my mind, right? Uh, a good example of that, if you're, if you ever open up a Bible, um, would be when Abram was told to leave the land of Canaan and go to a land where God told him to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is in the book of Genesis. So he goes and everywhere he stops and he prays, then, you know, he, he gets direction from God of where to go next. Well, there's a famine in the land and he sees Egypt in, in the distance and he decides to go to Egypt. The difference is he never stopped to pray to decide if he was supposed to go there. He, the, uh, the situation around him made him make a decision that was probably not the right decision. If you continue on in the book of Genesis, he goes to Cairo, he goes to Egypt and lies and says that his wife isn't his wife, but she's his sister because he felt that if they knew he was, she was his wife, they would kill him just so that they could take his wife. Mm -hmm. And a few other th bad things happen. Eventually the, the, um, the Pharaoh, I mean, the Pharaoh's like, yo, dude, cause God was like, none of that's cool. And he messed things up. He's like, you brought calamity to my house. You got to go, but I'm not going to just kick you out. Here's some, here's a, a herd of animals and just, just please go. So whatever bad mojo you brought to me, just go. I want nothing to do with that. 
that's an, in my mind, it's an illustration of, yes, we can make decisions, but the predicate is that we are seeking the will of God in our lives. And so you kind of can't have free will, right? Not saying that everything, every decision you make without, you know, seeking God's advice or, or his, his thoughts of the matter are going to be calamitous, but it's just kind of, it, the two don't go hand in hand. I'm not a theologian, but that's kind of how I take that. So I fast forward to something that has perplexed me for a number of years. Uh, it's in the book of Matthew. Um, it's actually Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40. Um, the Pharisees, who are the who who I often see as the uh, religious leaders of today, who feel so enthralled with their knowledge of the Bible and their theology and and how they have convinced and sometimes manipulated people to do this or that, they're they're trying to trick this Jesus guy, right? And the question is, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus, being Jesus, right, says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So for me, of the there's like there's 600 plus commandments in the Bible but they're distilled down into two. And the first one reflects back into the, the short synopsis of what Abram did, right? Before, mm -hmm. before his name was Abraham. Be seeking the things that, you know, that God would have you do, right? And you're going to be okay. Doesn't mean your life is easy or anything, but it's, you're going to be show, you're going to be showing your faith by just doing that first thing. Super hard, very easy to manipulate if you're a Pharisee or a Sadducee or a current day pastor or minister to make people feel bad enough and that you show them something that helps them to feel a little bit better. The second commandment that should be followed is love your neighbor as yourself. Most people don't even love themselves, yo, right? I don't see the predominantly Western churches with an emphasis on the American Christian understanding what they should be doing. If I look at the actions, if I look at the things that they don't speak on, and I could go through a couple of things that, you know, you are the salt of the earth. And if salt loses its flavor, what are you good for? You're nothing. So, they're not even doing these things to show that I well forget them. I want to do those things. I love God. I love, I try my best to love my neighbors as I love myself, but I have to first love Andre before I, you know, can do that for other people. Right. Mm -hmm. That means in succession, I have to be able to grow. I have to be able to admit wrong. I have to be able to myself so I can be accepting of other people. It, it explains my uh, or publicly on this podcast many times, my recognition of the fact that I was a bigot towards the LGBTQ community. I don't see that in the with the emphasis on the American Christian church. You can't have, you can't live those two simple commandments and have the hate, distrust, dishonor, bigotry, all the things that we have in our country. Because I can't personally do it myself. Does that make sense? It makes, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And I think especially when you look at the fact that not exclusively, but in large swaths, the religious groups are where that hate and bigotry comes from. Hands, you know? hands down agree. <laughs> it's like, it's not only are you participating in it, but it's, it's like, it, it's the origin of it. How on earth does that square with those commandments? Right? 
how can you love thy neighbor as you love thyself if, like you said, you don't love yourself? And if you hate yourself so much that you feel the need to tear everything down around you to try and build yourself up. It's implausible to me. Um, another thing I was thinking about in math, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's in Matthew um, uh, chapter five. Um, Jesus may have been a socialist, right? Um, well, you take this same Jesus guy <laughs> and you put him in present but day. But he sure wasn't no communist. <laughs> well, there are... There, well, there, but there are <laughs> connecting strings between communism and yes, socialism. So, yeah, you, that's you never it, know. <laughs> um, it's a bit of a play just because these days, right? Uh, socialism and communism are often kind of intertwined or inter exchangeable in conversation, but typically yeah. amongst people who don't necessarily understand the nuance between the two. So, I'm reading through the the Beatitudes: "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they are." Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. All these things are not about the rich and powerful. None, none of these things typically um, would just not to say that every everybody's going to be poor to be to find life. It just means that this Jesus guy did a lot of things that were not what the Jews of the time expected them, him to do. They thought he was going to come in like uh, Stallone on a horse with a bow and arrow and kill the Romans. And he comes in on a donkey, meek and humble, and hanging out with the poor. They thought he was going to uplift their their structure in the temples Homie's like kicking over tables and saying, "My father." He was uplifting. The tables <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. in the <laughs> so this conflict of what I what I've read and what I believe, I keep seeing it in my life. Right, um, I I can't be a part of this American Christian fuckery. I just can't. It's just not true. It's not real. You know, I, I see people praying and their words are empty. I see people saying, My, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Well, what are you talking about? This Jesus guy you keep telling people about and how you believe in God would say, would be able to identify that, no, you have a gun control problem. You need to do something different. Easy. Oh, we, we support Israel. We support, not to... This is where I'm, I'm going to pull back on that one because I, I don't want it to come out the wrong way. There are things where I look at in the Old Testament where people people pick and choose what they want from the Bible. Tithe. Tithing is in the Old Testament, not in the New Testament, right? Give me 10% of your money. Uh, well, what about the Jubilee where every seven years the, the Jews would erase the debt of people that were indebted so they wouldn't be slave to the because these are people getting out of slavery in Egypt. And the, the idea was not to have a, um, an indebted mentality, but we don't want that part. We just want the 10%. We want 10% of your income, but the Wait. people, the people that, yeah. What's your question? So does that make Joe Biden Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's cat. I do know he's Catholic. So, He's probably in the ten percent club because he's trying to, <laughs> to erase eliminate debt. debt. <laughs> but but isn't but isn't eliminating debt a more biblical practice than to squeeze every bit out of somebody so they can no longer be comfortable in life? That's the yeah. Bible that they're professing, right? So you, why do you only want certain parts of the Old Testament and not the other parts when it comes to finances? So those things are. Not only a contradiction, but they're hypocritical. Well, it's it's like we talked about earlier when we were talking about the GOP and constitutionalists, right? It's cherry picking. What's convenient for me, what helps me to make my point is relevant. 
anything that doesn't support that or actively, you know, <laughs> right. dissuades people from believing it. Well, that's not really something we need to listen to anymore. Right. The Constitution is very clear. It's very we should not interpret it except for where we need to interpret it, because, you know, they didn't really mean what they said here. They meant this thing over here. It's, it's annoying. It, it's 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 hypocrisy at its best. Dress up as religion. Um, when like, but I mean, I I know this isn't like new, right? It's not like we invented this in the last twenty years. This level of you know uh, shamelessness and hypocrisy, but like, what I why does it feel like it's gotten so much worse? Is it for for me? It's because um, are we not holding people to that anymore? Is that part of it? Like we've started to just accept that that's. We we move the we move the goalpost right, so um, for me, it was becoming a. There was a collision between abortion and things that are just blatantly fucking wrong, right? Um, where if you take the abortion argument, you can see in, in, in throughout historical texts and whether not whether it's even the Bible, whether it's like just throughout history. Abortions have been a thing. Um, But I'm seeing people willing to die on that hill before they're willing to uh, figure out a way to take care of homeless kids in our own country or in in our own neighborhoods. Um, or, Or we all, everybody in the world, watch a guy die at least 40 times but I care a lot about abortion because I, I'm all about life. Yep. I am pro-life. I'm pro-life except for that nigger right there who died on the street, except for except those for kids, immigrants coming across the border. Right. The, the same, this Jesus guy, radical, radical idea. He got water for somebody that was considered by the Jews, just not, well, you can't do that. But he did it. He served her. He th- Those are things where it's like, I think I've had enough. I think I've had enough of watching uh, and listening to people that espout these things that they don't believe in. It, it's just it's just bullshit. I, I can't... And on the one hand, I was going to say, like, on the one hand, I... I'm not happy that you're having to go through this because it's not, you know, an enjoyable experience. I understand it because I think I went through a lot of the same stuff when I kind of separated from religion. But for Um, me, the difference is I'm not letting my faith go because the organizations are shitty. Well, that's fair. Um, I'm not saying you are, but I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying my faith is bad. I'm, and if you if you yeah. do like all the homework, right? The term Christian wasn't brought about until after the Roman Empire, right? And even the Romans figure out a way to oh, everybody's on this. We need to figure out a way to get get on that. So I mean, it, should, did Jesus come to be like, hey, you know what? This religion's actually supposed to be all about me. No. <laughs> and yet, who's up on the fucking crucifix in every fucking church? I mean, mean, like, it's just, it's to me, this, because you're right. I don't, I don't even know for me that like, I don't know where my faith necessarily stands, but when, when I looked at everything, it wasn't so much as like, none of that makes any sense. Like, you know, the idea behind like how to live your life and using, you know, like the, the lessons and everything from the Bible and to kind of guide you. Like all of that made sense. It was the application of it or really the lack thereof in the organization, in the the organizations that I looked at and I said, well, like you, I can't be a part of that in part because you guys taught me that that's not something we're supposed to be a part of, but it's not like you've joined some other group. That's you. That's what you are now. Right. And you're preaching against it. So how on earth can you be surprised when people turn their backs on you 
I don't care about that part. So, well, I guess that's fair, but I, here's what I care about. So the, the, the church I attend is like, I, I stopped going for a while because I just couldn't, I was like, I was struggling with it. Um, but I started asking questions to the leadership and they, they answered my questions and, or we had conversations. And you know what I realized? There was a reason why I picked this place to like be a part of. It felt like home, right? It felt like the place and it represented the things that I believe in my heart that my faith should represent. It wasn't the bullshit like of the churches I, I've gone to in the past or anything like that. And so yeah, it wasn't the bullshit of the, the top level organization. Right. And I rock with that. Um, yeah. So. And I just want to say, like, on, ultimately, I think that's probably the most important piece, right? For you as an individual. It's not about where your church stands in the grand scheme of, you know, Catholicism or Christianity. It's you and your individual relationship and whether or not it provides you with the things that you are hoping to get out of it. Right. I mean, I mean, so here's a good example. So this whole, like I have, I'm, I'm, I'm using this as a, a current example of like how you grow in your faith, right? The LGBTQ, um, I wouldn't say problem or issue, but that, that just that part of my life. Right my church and the leaders of my church, even when I wasn't going, I was like stalking and listening to their podcast because it, it was a wrestle, but there were things where they, they actually opened my eyes to ask, not change my, my point of view, but made me ask and want to ask myself different questions. Right. Um, there, there is a, um, a another issue I had, that I don't want to forget is I really believe that people use church to feel better. Yes. I really feel that American Christians, predominantly white ones, and, and this is not a thing about ethnicity. I just want to, it's easier for a, a white person to go to a church and feel like they're doing the right thing because there's less obstacles on the stuff. Right. Yeah, the bar is incredibly low. But for a for me, I don't know a, that it could really be any lower. Honestly, no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to a place where it's mostly people who look like you, where you feel comfortable in every way that you possibly can, and you're doing it because at the end of the day, you're like, well, I'm a better person just because I sat here for an hour this week, right? And and for me, I like George Floyd made me think. Wait a minute. So if we're all on the same team. Why aren't they speaking up? Aren't we brothers and sisters? My man, you know this. If you needed something, where am I at? I'm right in your corner. Right there. Yep. Every time. So it, it goes back to my, my questions about Trump. It's like, yo. If, where's he, right? Where's, right. What I what he's, I because he sure as shit ain't in your corner. If you're if you're my guy and like things are south for me and you're and you're leaving me out, I don't fuck with you, and that's how I feel about the not the entire church body, but a vast majority of them. I'm like, yo, things were bad for your brothers and sisters, and you all I heard was crickets. Like, let's be real. And yep. so my conclusion is, or not my conclusion, but my, my prevailing thought is it doesn't change my faith. It changes who I rock with. It, it doesn't change my faith. It changes. I don't want that label of Christian. I just don't. I'd rather be a follower. I'd rather be a believer in my faith and a follower of the way, period. I'd rather live by example of the things that you know, the things I believe and correct me if I'm wrong. I try to live them out in my life. I really do. I'm also very fallible. I'm like, yeah, I, I fucked up there. I drink beer. Yeah. Still doesn't, I don't think that affects my faith. 
because uh, Jesus was the man at the party. So my it, all these these pious uh, prescriptive things in church, and I've you know as I go back and I think about and I meditate on things that, in, in my faith that have been important to me, they don't even fit in there. It doesn't fit. This Jesus guy met people where they were. And and I've talked about this time and time again. It's made me a better person to be able to recognize that if I meet people where they are, I can have a better relationship. I can I'm not trying to change anybody. I and I and I was and I think of my kid's great grandfather. Racist, right? Didn't like black people. And you fast forward until the time of his passing. He loved me. And I didn't do anything more than I met him where he was. I was always consistent about who I was. And we have a we we had a beautiful relationship to the point where, you know, he's struggling with all types of infirmities. And I remember to this day walking into his house and he saw me, he started crying. That's the God I want to be that I will choose to be like, yo, that guy's real because the things that I was, I I felt led to do showed what I believe our faith should show, right? Where we can change people or help people to change because we don't change them by seeing the right things in ourselves. So, um, I I think of I mean I think of all the people and I can go down a list of not saying you're ever racist but we have a great and we have a we have a beautiful <laughs> yeah but it's the same thing okay. with you we, when when we first met I was who was I was going to be and yeah. we have had, we have a beautiful relationship so that's what I'm saying yes. yeah. and and that's what I believe our faith should reflect not this you know not the piety I, I just think that's weird. I think it's weird and it's wrong that churches for like they gaslight people and people they they sip the Kool-Aid and it's just really wrong. It doesn't inspire somebody to not change so they don't go to hell. Jesus never I can dude, I've been thinking back to this and I'm trying to figure out how many times Jesus said if you don't do this you're going to hell. I bet it was like zero. <laughs> it was that many times, right? Because that wasn't what it was about, right? And that's that's the whole thing is the this idea where it was like you you better be good or you're going to end up suffering for all eternity, right? Like that's my motivation, like, right? Not not be good because it's. It's what you should aspire to be because ultimately that's going to make you feel better is if you treat others better. Like you want to love yourself, love others first. Right. And that will help you to love yourself. And and that's, or like even turn it inside of yourself. Right. This is how I, I, I look at that, that part. Do I love me? And do I want people, how do I want, I want people to treat me like that people have paraphrases, treat others the way you want to be treated. Sure. Yes. So how do I want to be treated? How do I want to be treated? How do I treat people the way that I want them to, to, to treat me? Now, granted, I've gone through instances where people have been racist towards me. I probably can't fix that, but it doesn't change what I want. And if you remember, I was like miserable when you know, that one instance where like I, I felt like I failed. I'm like, I, I've done the things and like I'm still getting treated like shit. Well, I had to learn and it took me a couple of years. And, and honestly, fuck you, Frank. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's not Frank. No. And I had to remember that. So fuck you, Frank, because I'm not going to let you steal my joy. And just one more time for good measure. Fuck you, Frank. Fuck you, Frank. (laughs) Fucking pussy ass bitch. 
So I've been here six months and I haven't written a single line of code. Piece of shit. Fuck. That's the first. That's <laughs> that's, that's the first. That time was I, great. He's just like. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's the first time I mentioned that guy's name in like well over six years. But yeah, um, and I actually, believe it or not, fun fact, I forgot his name. I remembered his face, but I forgot his name. Oh, you had forgotten his name. Um, But that's if I ever saw him again, that would be the message I would give him. Um, So I hope you hear this, Frank. You suck. But I'm going to live my faith out regardless of the obstacles. Um, yeah, regardless of the Franks. Yeah. Not everybody's Frank. Um, Most people aren't, right? I think, like, that's, at the end of the day, it's hard sometimes to remember that most people are good people, or at least they're trying, you know? Like, they're trying hard to just kind of get through their life and to be decent and... Yeah, it's like the shit where whether it's online or when you're in your car, like this this separation, you know, that we get where it's like people get so fucking angry at strangers. I mean, I do it too, right? Like, I'm, especially when it comes to driving, I'm a <laughs> fucking idiot. But it's I I try to kind of catch myself and be like, you know what? What's the fucking big deal? You know, I I I think that um, I, I keep seeing these polls, and we we've we've expressed our opinions on polls. They're the best and the only thing that we should ever trust. Yes, polls because can only tell you the truth. The truth all the time, hundred percent. Numbers never lie, but people do. Um, always, always, hundred percent of the time. It's hundred <laughs> percent. Um, that people aren't going to church or they, 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 they're, they don't believe in God. I don't know if it's God. They don't believe. In. I think the question, the way the questions are written, it, it, it sounds kind of weird. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, here's why I can't think of anything in my life that I've, I've experienced that's spontaneously created itself. Everything I've ever interacted with has a creator. It's, it's just illogical to think, Otherwise, well, what about the Big Bang Theory? Look, not a scientist, but I'm just going to throw it out out there to you. If it was that random, explain how science can't figure it out. Like everything, it, it takes us, it's taken us 120 years to figure out DNA, right? It's all these things take time to figure out. If anything, all that does is prove there is a God, there is a creator. Um, so that's my that's how I end most of those conversations. Well, Andre, what about dinosaurs? I don't know, dude. Like I've never seen a dinosaur. I've seen the bones, so I'm going to assume they existed. I don't think that's worth the debate. I think the the mission of of Jesus was to not show us how to be uh, good little boys and girls, but to show us how to live life and then to enjoy life and to actually be able to live with each other and love each other. It sounds very like weird to say that, but it's true. He didn't come and give you 120,000 rules of what to do. Like stop making it so complicated. You'll never live life in that manner. So that's more of my focus of like, all right, I'm not trying to, live a prescriptive life because that's impossible. I'm going to stumble. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to, but I, I want to live. I want to be able to enjoy the life I'm, I'm given, not survive. I'm not, I'm not trying to survive in this world. That seems like a, uh, that's a low bar, right? I want to live. I want to be able to enjoy the moments I spend with my, my friends, family. I want to enjoy, I want to keep feeling the way I feel when I'm with my wife. And and this is, this is no cap. The last three weeks and my wife and I've been together for uh, 23 years. Right. But the last three weeks, like I'm like super in love with her. Like, and it's like, now that sounds like you're laughing at me, but it's so crazy because I see her and I'm like, man, I, I just really love her. I'm only laughing because it's adorable. 
but to 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 feel like to really feel love, right? And feel like, huh? Okay, that's dope, right? My kids, same thing. I've gone. I've spent. I I've been to Florida so many times, and I hate Florida. <laughs> yeah, but just to spend time with my kids, it's a it's a highlight of my life to make that a priority and to do it and to hug my boys and to kiss my daughter and the, and kiss my sons. I don't care, but I love them and it's great. That's living life to and to take these moments and say, you know, I'm really enjoying this, right? Um last night we went to Dave Chappelle. Wasn't in the wasn't on the calendar, but my wife really wanted to go and I was tired, but I was like, okay. And to ex- have those experiences and actually be in the moment and enjoy them. That's living life. And I think that's what people want, but we've turned Jesus into like the, uh, a tally of how many good things you've done and how many bad things you've done. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. Or a get out of jail free card, right? You can do all the bad shit you want, but as long as you go to church once a week and you go do your confession, then, you know, you're good, man. You you can get into heaven that way. I have and that's what it's all about. It's not about, I mean, that's, that's part of my frustration with the whole thing is that it feels like it ultimately becomes about the end destination. It's not about the journey. It's not about living your life here. It's all about like, like you said, it's that tally mark. And do I have more good than bad so that when I get to the pearly gates, St. Peter lets me in like, and I'm, that's your fucking motivation. That's weird, right? You can't live it up is. to that. Um, I, I hope that people, um, Here's what I do know. Like it, it's it's anecdotal. So you can, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But people are miserable. People uh the reason why there's multiple religions on this planet is because I think we all come to the same conclusion. We're missing something and we want to live life and we want to enjoy it. We want to find a way to find peace, right? But I also think that There is a there is a truth that people are searching for. We humans become the barrier for people to find that truth. So I'm not saying any religion, any denomination. I'm saying that we prevent ourselves. Here's my theory. The rich young ruler, right? He says, teacher... I do all these good things and I, I do this, I do that. How do I get into the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus replies, I'm oh, sure easy. Get rid of all your stuff and follow me. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing that. I want you to sell everything you own and immediately begin service to the poor. guy who does not support can i do not um because they're not down with the culture i think they, they don't res- i don't think they respect i don't think they respected the culture at that time um uh, but that's a funny skit because it's true like there, there's a lot of truth in what they're saying right um, and hey it's really easy just do this one thing oh no 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 not that yeah anything but that right we, don't make me give up everything we want something spectacular something where we have to show effort we want something that um makes other people in awe one, another interesting part in the book of matthew um is you know jesus talks about praying when you when you pray don't don't pray in public so people are watching you and and making a big show of it. When you give, don't make a show out of it, right? I, to this day in 2023, we can't get beyond the fact that it's, it can be a lot simpler than what it is, right? How hard is it for me to like learn how to live life? Not, it's not, but I have to be willing to be like, no, just accept those things. Accept the bad for what it is. And not look for the light, but understand there's a lesson in the bad that you're experiencing, right? Um, 
be anger, be angry, but sin not. We're, we're allowed to be angry. I get angry a lot, but I have to decide and choose. And again, this is where my free will is canceled. God, what's the right response to this? How do I do this act in love? How do I, how do I express that I fucking hate whatever, but with love? Frank. Frank. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> um, I fucking love to hate you, Frank. <laughs> well, honestly, it's I can be pissed at how Frank yeah. interrupted my life, but I was able to look at it as okay, but in the future, how do I do this? In the future, how do I? open my heart to understand that people are pieces of shit. Frank actually helps me with, with how, like when I have those little blips where I'm like, Oh, that guy looks like a racist redneck and I feel bad all the time. That's because of Frank, yeah. right? He's, he's kind of primed to be like, Oh, here we go again. But then I'm always surprised. So it makes me remember like, you can't just look at people and assume they are Frank's fuck you, Frank. But, my that's well to be fair right like in general you wouldn't it's not like we looked at frank before the incident and we're like oh frank looks like a racist motherfucker right so it's i see exactly what you're saying that we it's very easy right to assume based on someone's okay. outward appearance or mannerisms or whatever it may be that you know exactly who they are and what they're all about but it's usually not until push comes to shove that you really find out people's true character. Right. So, yeah, I'm in a good place with my faith. Um, Just I, not your religion. Well, I, I don't want to. I be guess for you, because it, it, honestly, it sounds like you're in a good place overall, personally. You're still frustrated with the failings of the church overall. Right. And you expect them to be better, but you're not going to allow that to stop you from practicing your faith and continuing to be a part of your church and community that you do feel is doing the right thing. Right. As I've, as I've said many times before, God's marketing team fucking sucks. If that's the best he's got, he needs to get a better team. Need to get that buddy Christ out there from <laughs> Dogma. <laughs> I give you the buddy Christ. <laughs> it's it's sad to say that, and I and I'm not trying to be irrever irreverent. Um, there's a um, a term that's used a lot, and I've heard a lot when I was growing up, fear the Lord, right? Well, the word is actually respect. It's, so the word fear actually translates to respect. How many people know that? There are so many people quaking in their boots when they hear, you got to fear the Lord. Fear the Lord, you can go to hell. Like, Really? Here's another, here's another, um, again, not a theologian, but I, I do study my Bible. The, the, the way the story is phrased, she's a prostitute, right? Um, or the adulterer. And, and some people, some churches call her the adulterer. She was with a, a married man, blah, blah, blah. And the Pharisees and Sadducees are like, oh, we should stone her. Jesus, hey, kill her with the rocks. And Jesus famously says, he without sin cast the first stone. And people get, I think people get stuck on that because they didn't throw the stone. But the, I think the nugget in that was he told her to go and sin no more. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And not in a prescriptive way. He didn't say go do 40 Hail Marys and, you know, 16 cartwheels. He basically right. said, go confess your sins. Yeah. None of that. He basically said, Hey, I get it. Yeah. He actually tells her about her life before, you know, anybody really is paying attention. That's the other nugget. 
He goes, hey, hey, go, go try, go try again. And we often don't give people that grace to do that. So when I hear people say, oh, you got to, you got to fear the Lord and Bob, like this is Jesus guy you keep talking about, talking to me about, didn't do that. He basically said, hey, you know, Andre, I, I understand you had a, a, a tough childhood. I get it. I'm with you though, dog. <laughs> right. There are going to be moments where it's going to be easy for you to um, see the world through that lens. I'm trying to help you to not see it through that lens. And we talked a while ago about the definition of the word sin. It was missing the mark. It wasn't that you're doomed and damned. You slightly missed the mark. It's an archery term. So I'm going to miss the mark. But overall, I'm going to keep trying to be the best person, not just for, because I've always said, I don't want people to like me. I really don't fucking care if you like me. I want you to respect me. I want, I, I want to be the type of person that when it's my last day, uh, you can say, well, he was, he was honest. He was trying to do the best he could do. And you could see it in everything he said, everything he did. That's what I want. I, w I want to be a memory in somebody's mind like my grandfather is for me. I want to be a memory in somebody's mind like I want to be for my kids. That's why I spend time with them. I want to be a memory for my brothers and sisters. That's why I spend time with you. That's why I call you. That's why. And everyone should be like, yo, we were friends until I moved. No, dude, what do you, what do you need? <laughs> I'm here for you, right? Uh, I talk to my sister typically once, twice a week. I mean, because that's... I want to be remembered for trying to be, to live life and show people how to live life because it's, it's livable. It's not that we have to struggle all the time. Um, and I, and I, I don't know, I'm not trying to get sappy or anything, but I, I really, I really am pissed with the American Christians. And I think they're for the most part, not everybody. So if it's you that you're trying to live, it's not you, but the, the rest of them are full of shit. You go to Sunday just so you can sit on Monday through Friday, probably go to the club on Saturday and feel better about yourself on Sunday. Yep. And fuck you, Frank. <laughs>